We are to the second hour of the Don Haskins Show, live here from Fuddruckers on the west side. Come on down and see us, folks. 5030 North Desert Boulevard, as I mentioned. And, Coach, I don't know if you realize this, but Fuddruckers is introducing their world's greatest breakfast. Monday through Friday, 7 a.m. until 11 a.m. And then Saturdays and Sundays from 7 until 12 noon, they have 10 different specialty omelets all with the same ingredients that they put into their hamburgers. So if you like the specialty burgers, you can get the same specialty omelets um, every morning. If I come over at 11, I want a hamburger. Well, then you're going to get a I hamburger. i got to come at 7. If you want an omelet, then get here at 8 or 9. <laughs> I you want to get a burger, you can come I love omelets. Late. There you go. Um, had some great omelets earlier today. They've got breakfast platters. They've got the on-the-go, which is if you're looking for a wrap, uh, which is like a, uh, like a morning burrito on your way to, uh, to work. They've got sunrise sandwiches and also some great selections from uh, Fuddruckers Bakery. So check that out. It's the brand-new World's Greatest Breakfasts, Monday through Friday, 7 to 11, Saturdays and Sundays, 7 until 12 noon. All righty. 880-5763, 880-KROD. Doc Sadler is going to join us live a little more than 10 minutes from now. We're going to chat with the uh, brand-new head basketball coach at Nebraska. And uh, I'll be the first to tell you, I'm looking forward to the conversation with Doc just because he never had a, a farewell interview here in El Paso when he left the minors. Um, I think he was so busy mm -hmm. trying to... Uh, you know, he went to Australia now that first week. That's right. Because uh, they got a big center from Australia. decided, you know, when the other coach left, he wouldn't come back. And Doc had to go talk to him, as Tony did here, about the new recruits. And I think he was out of pocket for about 10 days. Well, he's back now. He's going to join us on the show. Coming up a little more than 10 minutes from now. And uh, you talk about the, uh, the job that Tony Barbie has this year. What about Doc Sadler inheriting a team that you know, doesn't include anybody he's really recruited or brought in, and he's got to try to uh, win with uh, you know, players that really aren't his this year. They're going to be his, but he's inheriting all these new guys. How many guys do you have back? I, would say, I, know, I know this the guy from Australia. I would say, I'm not sure, I haven't really counted the numbers. We'll have to wait till we see from, you know, from yeah. here from him. But I would assume there's probably about eight or nine guys back. I've, he has eight or nine? I would assume. We'll, uh, we'll find out when we ask him. They won 19 games. Yeah. I don't know about their early season schedule, but uh, I watched Nebraska. I wasn't really interested in watching them play. I will be this year. But a couple of times, nobody's playing, and I thought they were pretty decent. Mm -hmm. Let's go to the phones. 880-5763-880-KRD. We'll continue with more of the Don Haskins Show with Joe on a mobile. Joe, thanks for the phone call. You're on with the coach. Hi, Steve, and uh, good afternoon, Coach. How you doing? It's a, it's a, a pleasure uh, talking to you, Coach. Thank you Let very much. Let me ask you something. I, there's a couple of names that I just heard recently, and they kind of like, uh, when I was a youngster, uh, I kind of like, I heard them then, and I heard them again this past weekend or so. Uh, Bob Messias was uh, just passed away over the weekend, and he was, a, I think, a two-time Olympic uh, gold medalist. The United States, and also I went to see a movie called Invincible, and they mentioned Tommy McDonald, and I think he was from Oklahoma back in the early 50s. Yeah, I think he played for Bud Wilkinson in those years, and I know you grew up in that uh, time frame as a, as a youngster, too, and now I'll, I'll go ahead and, uh, and uh, hang up and listen to you on the radio, Coach, and uh, 
You all have a good, uh, good day. Thank you very much for the call, Joe. Do you remember Bob uh, McDonald? Or uh, Tom McDonald, I think it was? Oh, yeah, sure do. That's uh, one he of the guys who was talking. somewhere in Texas, a uh, uh, great running back and become a great uh, pro. And I think the other name he was talking about was uh, Bob Mathias, who just uh, passed away, uh, a tremendous uh, track and field star who uh, uh, just died talking, this past weekend. I didn't know he went to Oklahoma. I'm not, uh, I'm not really sure where he went. He, he just mentioned that he had to pass on. I don't know if you, uh, if you had any recollections from him at all. No, I don't. Okay. Let me go back to the phones. Lupe is up from the west side of town as the Don Haskins Show continues. Lupe, thanks for the call. Hi. I'd like to say hi to the coach. I didn't hear hi. what he had to say about the tech and the minor game, and I liked his opinion on that game. Also, um, I like his opinion also, like, what happened last week on the game right away, people started blaming Palmer, and there was time when hardly anybody went to the games. And now everybody seems to be experts. And uh, <laughs> people will call out and say that they should sit him down. But I do strongly believe like, that it's a coach like you, that you, know, you make decisions. And I think he's a hell of a quarterback. He's made some mistakes, but it's not only him to blame. I mean, I, I don't know too much about sports. But what, for what I see is uh, instead of them criticizing him, you know, there was a time that there was only about three, 4,000 people at the game, like they said about the Lobos, and that's the way we were. And, you know, we were very far apart in the Bowl. and instead of people being happy that we're in the level that we are and we're getting higher, you know, instead of criticizing him, I would hate to be in his shoes. I'd like to hear your opinion, Coach. All right, Lupe, very nice question. And, uh, you know, Jordan Palmer has been receiving a lot of criticism as of late on this show, and I'm sure you've been hearing a lot of it too. It seems like people are looking for that one person to throw it on, and uh, he seems to be the guy. Uh, Jordan Palmer last week threw four interceptions. Yeah. There was two picked off on the sideline that I thought was very questionable. Mm -hmm. There was one ball that was tipped, and there was one ball that uh, he probably shouldn't thrown. Yeah. And... Outside of that, you know, after they scored three straight times on us, he took us down the field. You know, I think people should understand that Mike Price and his staff are out there every day. Now, if they had somebody better than uh, Jordan Palmer, uh, yes, he would be taking the field. I think Jordan Palmer's got a chance to play in the NFL. I don't know anything about football. I coached six men back at Benjamin, but... Uh, uh, I don't think that would count. Bum Phillips once said he wanted to add you to his coaching staff years ago. Well. I remember that story. Uh, yeah, that's true. That is true. <laughs> All right. Uh, and, and as for, uh, you know, as for the minors, I, he, she brought up something interesting. Lupe said that she remembered a few years back when there were only a couple thousand that would start going to the football games. Well, and not, uh, not like it is now. I don't know how old Lupe is, but I've been through a bunch of those years. And we'd go over, be playing a pretty good team. We'd yeah. have five or 6,000. Right. Now, all of a sudden, we're complaining about a quarterback. And we've won uh, 16 last two years. Yeah. 17. 16, 17, counting okay. uh, last week. Now, uh, when you get good, uh, uh, you've always got people complaining. Um, uh, I don't care uh, uh, what sport. I don't care how good they are. There's always the people... You know, you you got the quarterback that sits at home. Oh, I'm a quarterback too, but I have never criticized Jordan Palmer. I thought he's, 
you know, he's a kid that played about one year in high school. His coach made a quarterback out of him. Gary Nord redshirted him because he wasn't ready. And I think uh, uh, I think he's going to have a fantastic game. And let's wait till after the Tech game before go. we uh, – if we had somebody better, I promise you Mike Price is with him every day. I used to have complaints. Well, why do you play this guard? Why do you play this uh, 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 wingman? Yeah. I was with him every day. I knew who was the best. Maybe they wasn't playing well, but uh, uh, the people that are doing all that complaining need to go out to practice every day and find out if there's somebody better. There you go. Let's go to Robert from Las Cruces, who joins us next on the Don Haskins Show. Robert, you're on with the Hall of Fame coach. How are you doing today? Doing well, Robert. How are you? I'm good. I've got a couple compliments with the coach. How you doing, Robert? Doing well, sir. And yourself? Doing fine. I, uh, like many other Aggie fans, have always had a lot of great respect for you. Uh, back during the years with the great Aggie and uh, minor rivalry games, you weren't always the most well-liked person in Las Cruces, but my... Uh, Good. Uh, my, my <laughs> <laughs> uh, you have a relationship with uh, Coach Hanson, and, and what type of relationship have you guys had through the years? Oh, I'll tell you what. I think he's one of the finest coaches that ever walked. He uh, liked about 15 games of winning 800. Uh, he did a tremendous job at Illinois, and uh, I, he, he was so tough to play against. You never knew what he's going to do. Uh, I remember one night he came up with a 1-3-1 defense against us, and we wasn't prepared for it. And and they beat us, but I think uh, he's absolutely. Uh, now, let me give you a little background on uh, New Mexico State. Uh, three of my boys went to New Mexico State. We'd be playing the Aggies, and all three of them would come in with New Mexico State T-shirts on, <laughs> just harass me. And... Uh, uh, I, I think you were pulling for me. I never was for sure. But, you know, I have always liked New Mexico State, and I'm not just saying this, but now when we play the Aggies, yes, I want us to win. But uh, uh, I don't care who else they're playing. Uh, I, I want them to win. I think you got a great football coach over here now, and uh, uh, you got a basketball coach that's doing a great job. And I was watching those games in Canada, and uh, sounds like he, in, at the last of the year, Reggie Theus really had that bunch going. I watched yeah. him play on TV. I watched him play early against the minors, and uh, I could tell there was a change. Uh, you know, Reggie Theus was a great player, and he wasn't the greatest scorer in the world, but he was a hard, hard worker. And his players, uh, he, he has uh, got them doing the same thing. Do you have a relationship with him today? No, I don't know Reggie that well. No, uh, I Coach Hanson. Uh, oh, yeah, sure. I uh, haven't talked to him in a good while. But when Coach uh, uh, was here in town, if you remember a year ago, something like that, and he's in rehab, I went to see him two or three times. Well, I had a hell of a time getting in the hospital myself. But, uh, no, I think, uh, I think Coach Henson uh, is one of the very, very best. And I think, uh, I don't know when, 
but he should be in the Hall of Fame. All right. Robert, Thank you very much. appreciate the Thank call. You. Thanks for the nice words. We need to take a break and come back with Doc Sadler. I know Hector and Mike are standing by. Gentlemen, you can either wait it out or give us a call back following that conversation. That's up next live as more of the Don Haskins Show continues live from Fuddruckers and only on News Radio KROD. Welcome back, everybody, as uh, we continue more of the Don Haskins Show live from Fuddruckers here on the west side of 5030 North Desert Boulevard. Come on down. You still have about uh, a little more than 30 minutes to take advantage of the Dollar Miller Lights. Mention the bear and save 10% off your meal. I know that if our next guest was in El Paso, he'd be here with uh, probably a Miller Lite in one hand and a burger in the other. But instead, he's in Lincoln coaching the Nebraska Cornhuskers. I'm talking about the former minor head coach, Doc Sadler. And, Coach, how are things going out there for you? Things are going great. I tell you what, only thing to be better is, as you mentioned, me sitting there with you and Coach at Fad Rutgers enjoying a good old hamburger. That's exactly right. Uh, I checked Doc out real quick when he first came to town. Yeah. His dad got him sick on whiskey when he was five, so he don't drink a drop. <laughs> and he got him sick on a cigar, so he don't smoke. Hey, it's smart he's, move. A he's a clean liver. <laughs> yeah, but I eat good, Coach. Huh? Yeah, he does eat good. I said, I eat good. Oh, I noticed that. I can't <laughs> tell if you're walking or rolling. I know it. <laughs> Coach, how's everything going, Steve? Uh, things are going great. We're just uh, we're happy to have you on the show, and uh, I think it's nice because uh, a lot of people did not get a chance to uh, really say goodbye to you when you took the job at Nebraska. You had a lot of work to do and kind of had to go uh, travel to Australia and some other places. So I know for a lot of El Pasoans, uh, they probably wanted the opportunity to wish you the best of luck in uh, in this unbelievable opportunity that you have right now in Lincoln. Well, I think, uh, again, I want to say thank you for that. And the, uh, the guy that's sitting there beside you, he really does know exactly how fast everything did happen. Uh, from a Thursday when he and I were going to California to, uh, to when I uh, got on the plane on Monday and went to Lincoln. So it did happen, and I guess, you know, two things really is unfortunate. One is I didn't get a chance to, to tell everybody that did support uh UTEP the last couple of years and how much I appreciate them and, and wanted to thank them. But, and, but more importantly, and I think Coach Haskins can speak for this, I think it's always good to your fans, but more than anything, uh, I didn't get the opportunity to say bye to our players. And you don't spend as much time with those guys and, uh, you know, and then I was asked not to, to visit with them until they got all on board. So I haven't got a chance to see them and Probably more than anything, that was the most disappointing thing. Well, I'll tell you one thing. Um, the amazing thing to me about the situation here is that every player, from what we hear, every player that you recruited, whether it's new recruits or the uh, guys coming back, are all back, and they're all going to be back at UTEP. And um, a lot of people in El Paso, Doc, had their doubts whether or not everybody was going to be uh, you know, back for, for Tony Barbie this season. Uh, yeah, go ahead, Coach. I was going to say, uh, 
Doc, I thought you showed a lot of class. I know there was one player that wanted to go to Nebraska, and you told him he couldn't, and uh, that showed me a lot of class in uh, not taking him. Yeah, I really appreciate I'm not that. sure if he would have ended up going. I'm not going to say his name, but uh, um, I heard that from a very reliable source and uh, showed me, well, uh, you've been that kind of guy. I'll tell you what, when you and Billy meet, I wonder if anybody will score. <laughs> well, I know this. We're darn sure going to fight him. I know that. And, uh, but I appreciate that. And, and you and I visit about all these scenarios and what you're talking about. And, you know, uh, that was the right place for those guys. And, and uh, obviously, I think all of them were good players and good people. I wouldn't recruit them. And believe me, uh, you know, after spending my first few workouts up here, I was wishing I had some of those guys. But it was the right thing to do, and uh, as you told me before, and it really was an easy decision. Uh, and, and uh, you know, I know that some, some people have talked to you and talked to me about some of these guys, but uh, it was the right thing to do for them to go back there. And, and you know, Coach Barbie's going to do a terrific job. And, and uh, you know, I'll be pulling it for them for every game that, that, that they play. And, uh, you know, I really appreciate what you said. And, uh, but, uh, you know, again, uh, I think good things are fixing to happen because that's a very, very talented group of guys that, that, that are there right now. Doc, uh, are you on a speakerphone? No. Can you okay. not hear me there? No, we're hearing, we're hearing you okay. There's just a little bit of an echo, but we're, we're okay. We're just, I, I was just curious about that. But let me, let me throw this at you. And, and I know some people in El Paso are kind of wondering. Since it went down so fast with you, and uh, really the opportunity at Lincoln came up in, in just a matter of days, there were some people in El Paso wondering, did UTEP make an, an offer to try to keep you here and uh, you know, put something on the table that at least uh, financially would have made it worth your while to stay? Well, again, I think the people at, at El Paso University were, were great to me for the two years, or really three years. And, you know, I don't think that we need uh, to, you know, get into what they did or what they didn't do. The bottom line is, you know, when Coach Haskins and I got on the plane that Thursday morning, yeah. neither one of us knew anything about anything. And, uh, you know, when we got off the plane on Friday, I was lucky to have Coach there with me. Uh, because it happened in, you know, what, Coach, five or six hours' time that they, they, they visited with me. And, you know, uh, Coach Stell's done a terrific job there, and, and he, uh, you know, he's going to do whatever he thinks best. But the bottom line is, uh, you know, they've got a great coach, and I'm here in Nebraska, and, and I appreciate uh, the opportunity he gave me. And by the way, Steve, probably the reason you think I may be on a speakerphone is my voice is gone because we've been trying to get after pretty hard here the last few days. You've been uh, trying... Okay, so, you, <laughs> so you've been busy and you've been uh, kind of using that voice up is what you're telling me. Well, Coach Haskins probably uh, yeah, a little out of the mind doing more and more, but because uh, I, I... You know, he always used to tell me, this is a great story. You know, I mean, Coach Haskins always used to tell me about be sure not working boys too hard during the season. And then I've talked to his players, and oh, they'd only work three hours and not get a, get a break, and then they'd get a water break and come back and work some more. So I, I never understood that. And Coach was saying, Doc, you need to, you got a game tomorrow, you need to take it easy when talking to everybody that played for him, taking it easy was three hours for him. Well, uh, 
you know, uh, what's, goose, what's good for the goose is good for the gander. And uh, uh, I don't think I was that hard on that. <laughs> you know, players, uh, you know, they get to exaggerating. But, uh, Doc, I'll say this. Uh, I thought Billy Gillespie's practices were hard. And I thought yours was about as hard and, and interesting practices that I have ever watched. And I, I think uh, you're a great basketball coach. I, I know that myself, we're all sorry to lose you. I think we got a heck of a coach in Tony Barbie. And uh, I just hope that he can pick up where you took off. Now, there's one thing I don't think the fans in this town understood. But when you came here as an assistant, uh, you were known as one of the top recruiters in the country. And I don't know if our fans really understood that. They think, I've heard a couple guys say, well, you know, he's a great coach, but I wasn't sure if he could, uh, could recruit. You spent more time this year on the road in one spring and uh, fall than I did in 38 years. I hated to recruit. Luckily, he didn't. Luckily, he didn't get divorced, Coach. <laughs> well, if he had, know, a, a Doc, if you had, if you wouldn't known it for a month. No, exactly. And I think, <laughs> I think Coach is so right. And you know, I didn't have the reputation that obviously Coach had built, and and but he's right. I mean, unfortunately, guys get get labeled. And before I got to UTEP, I was just known as a recruiter, and I enjoy recruiting, uh, but. Uh, you know, that was something that I knew we had to, to do this spring because we lost so many players. And, and I think at one time I was gone 27 out of 30 days. And, uh, you know, that, that takes a lot out of your family, but that's your job. And uh, I really, really think that uh, we got some good guys in there. By the, way, by the way, Coach, I did talk with Coach Barbie today, and we were talking about the players. and. And he was excited about them also, so that makes me feel good. Well, I'll tell you what. Uh, uh, I know if you recruited them, they're good players. And I know the amount of time that you spent. And uh, uh, not. Uh, I know we're going to miss you. I'm going to miss you. I enjoyed all our uh, – Doc and I used to talk two or three times a week. And, you know, uh, Billy Gillespie has always been very nice. He Yeah. He calls all the time, and we visit and talk. Uh, and, uh, you know, it, it really um, makes me feel good to be close, and I want to do my best to uh, uh, be a friend of uh, Tony Barbie. I uh, think he's going to do a great job. I, I know, uh, you know, it's funny, Doc, tonight we were in the room, uh, John Calipari, the guy that he worked for so many years mm -hmm. and uh, uh, Tim Floyd came to the room and I don't think John had any idea uh, that you were going in fact you were out talking while we're up there having a good time telling uh, coaching jokes uh, you're out talking to Nebraska that's you, correct yeah that was, yeah you were yeah it sure was I uh, at 10:15 that night, I met with him on Thursday night, which was the first time uh, I guess, Coach, when you and I got on the plane at uh, in in, uh, in uh, uh, El Paso. That's when Coach Stoll 
came on the plane and said, asked me if I had talked with them, and I told him I had not. And he said, well, I just got off the phone, and they had called, and they wanted to get permission to visit with you. And, that you know, he didn't know if they were going to call me or not. And then uh, you and I was uh, down there, they was having a reception for you when they came up about 6, about six o'clock, I guess, and said that they'd like to meet with you. So, you know, that's the thing that, as, as you told me, and which I try to do is just be very honest with everybody and keep everybody informed the best I could. And uh, whatever happened, happened. And when you do that, I think that obviously uh, you, uh, you can't ever look back and, and regret anything. The only other thing I did regret, and which I did do, Coach, I stopped by to see Dr. Natalicio the other day at her office the one day I was in town. But... I have not got a chance to talk with her, uh, but I did stop by her office and left her a note, but I can't say enough about how much I appreciate uh, her giving me the opportunity that she did also. Doc, I'll tell you what, right now uh, you're getting very busy. You're preparing for uh, life at Nebraska. I'm just curious. We haven't heard a lot. What are the facilities like for you over there in Lincoln? Well, I mean, you know, uh, that's the thing about it. Everybody talks about it being a uh, football school, which it is. But the good news, because it's a football school, we've got a budget of $69 million. And with that, uh, obviously, you get a lot of the finest facilities for all the sports, not just basketball, but uh, they've had NCAA tournament games here at the Devaney Center. Uh, they're fixing to re completely redo it. Ironically, it opened, Coach, in 1974, the same year at the Haskins Center did. How we doing? Uh, How big is it, Doc? It's, it's right under 15,000, and uh, we have over 8,000 season ticket sales. Uh, so they've got a good base. We just, you know, got to do our part. And right now, you know, uh, we've got to get some players in here that can play. Because, uh, you know, unfortunately, there's not as much coaching going on today as there was back when you coached. I think uh, there was a lot more coaching going on then because you could do so many more things. Uh Doc, I'm, I'm going to have a hard time this year. I, I, I've got to watch you. I've got to watch Billy and my friend Bob Knight. Yeah. So I, I, don't, I don't know if it's, I'm going to have to get me three or four TVs. Now, last year, I watched Nebraska play a time or two, and I didn't pay much attention. You know, I wasn't thinking. Uh, and uh, it was uh, when uh, nobody was playing, so I just re didn't really – but I do remember the guy, the big guy. I thought he was pretty good. And yeah. uh, you he thought was, he was pretty good, too, or you wouldn't gone to Australia. What a trip. <laughs> I, that's, that's, that's one of those trips that you want to forget about. You should have brought a kangaroo back with you. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I, uh, you know, he is a good player, and I know this. Uh, because when I was over at your house one morning, a doorbell rang, and there was a FedEx package. Uh, coming from Coach Floyd from one the night before his game, so at least you're going to be getting a lot of FedEx packages this year. There you go. Yeah, Coach, a lot of packages. Well, first off, <laughs> yeah. one thing is this, Doc. He got a FedEx package from uh, Norm Ellenberger that was about how many fish did you receive in the mail from uh, from Ellenberger from his uh, fishing trip? They're all trip? gone. I know that. <laughs> Ellenberger sent about 15 packages of uh, uh, crappie bluegill and sunfish and you talk about uh, uh oh he 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 loves it he's in uh, northern michigan yeah and uh 
lives in this log cabin like place that looks like a, a picture postcard. Uh, he sent me a picture last year, and it had deer, four, five, six deers out in the snow. Yeah. Wow. Oh boy. And he was on. We had him on here a few days ago, and uh, I made him mad because last year, see, he coaches a little bitty high school, drives a school bus like I did at Benjamin yeah. and Headley, and his wife coaches at another school, and she beat him. So, <laughs> and he didn't want to hear that. Yeah. Well, only reason Mary didn't beat you, you wouldn't schedule it. Huh? That's or a, even Mary didn't beat you. She didn't. You didn't scare you. You ought to be glad your wife's not a coach. <laughs> <laughs> I tell you what. Now that'd be hard to go on to, wouldn't it? Absolutely. Oh man, Coach. Yeah. I'll, I'll tell you what. We are. Uh, we're pretty much uh, running tight on time today. We got to get some more calls in and take some more breaks. So let's do this. Let's get you back on again down the road. Keep in touch with you. And uh, as always, uh, thanks for joining us on the Don Haskins Show. Well, thank you so much, and Coach, I'll be calling. Hey, thank you a lot, Doc. Uh, uh, are you still using the same phone? Yeah, See, that was a UTEP phone. You're going to have to go to Nebraska and get a phone now. Well, you. call me and let me know what the number is. All right, Coach. All right. That's Thank you. Doc Sadler joining us. Let's take a break. We're going to come back. Final 20 minutes next. Live from Fuddruckers. More of your phone calls as the Don Haskins Show continues only on News Radio KROD. AM 600. News Radio KROD. <laughs> Welcome back, everybody, as uh, we continue more of the Don Haskins Show live here from Fuddruckers on the west side of town. Two lines available. We're going to get back to the calls in just a moment. 5030 North Desert Boulevard, the location. Want to remind you folks that it is not just about hamburgers. And even though Fuddruckers is the home of the world's greatest hamburgers, they now have the world's greatest breakfasts. Monday through Friday from 7 through 11 a.m. And then Saturday and Sunday from 7 until 12 noon. Choose from 10 different mouth-watering specialty omelets, all sorts of great breakfast platters, the on-the-go in case you're in a hurry, the uh, bakery selection, and they even have a special breakfast kids menu. Folks, it's happening Monday through Friday, 7 a.m. till 11, and again Saturday and Sunday, 7 until 12 noon out here at Fuddruckers. And in just a moment, we're going to get back to the phone calls, 880-5763, 880-KROD, our telephone number. And, uh, Coach, let's uh, head on back to the phones right now with uh, David joining us from the Lower Valley. David, thanks for waiting. You're on with the coach. Coach, always an honor to uh, speak to you. I, I, I remember in 72 uh, uh, when you were there on the bench. With, oh, uh, you remember that, huh? <laughs> yes, sir. You still deserve that gold medal. You know, that's uh, you should have gotten it. And, uh, you know, you got jobs. But what I wanted, the question I wanted to ask you was, could you explain to me what the difference is? Because, you know, explain to me like I'm a five-year-old, the difference between international ball and NBA ball, because I cannot understand how our NBA players could lose to a team like Greece where, who don't even have one guy in the NBA. Is it the difference in the rules? Is it the difference in the ball play? No, no. Uh, I mean, what, what? David, how, how do we lose? I, I, and, and David, you know, I'll listen to you. I, um, they wasn't ready to play. The United States uh, 
I said this earlier in the show, but the United States, I read in the paper where they're doing their Duncan drills and all yeah. that stuff. And uh, uh, I know if I was Mike Krzyzewski, I'd probably put a stop to that. But uh, I'm sure they did that before every game. But I bet before they played Argentina, the next game, that they they come with a mindset to win. And uh, it's just a, a, you know, it's like, uh, now this is getting off track, but United States Olympic team in, uh, uh, in Munich in 72, uh, we didn't have the best players in the country, but they were very cohesive and played together. And I thought these guys played very well together. But uh, Greece come to play, and I don't think we did. Now, if we played Greece again tomorrow, we'd probably beat them by 20 or 25. And that's how important it is to have your game face on. And uh, it was like our football game this Saturday night. Uh, I don't know if Tech, Tech better come with their game face on or they're gonna lo- they'll, they'll leave uh, um, not liking things too well in El Paso. Yeah, that's exactly right. And... You know what, David? It's a very interesting question. And I, and I really think that is interesting because, you know, what people don't understand is it's, it is a different game. And they're taught differently. And it's you almost know, as if the I, world I, has I caught really, up to everybody else. I really didn't answer his question yeah. very well. Now, did you notice the three-point line is much closer? And that makes you want to shoot more threes. Mm-hmm. And our offense against the, the zone uh, or a sagging man-to-man is drive it. Pitch it out, shoot a three. Uh, who was the game that uh, we beat somebody in the game before and we were five for 25 or something like that, three-point line? Uh, was that was. Germany? I don't remember who well, it was. Well, it might have been because Germany was even worse that game. They only well, scored 60-something points. Uh, you know, you got to have an inside game against the zone. you got to throw it. And I, I noticed Hubie Brown kept saying, we need to get the ball in the lane. Well, right. up until that time, we'd shot about 41 to 45% of threes. But, you know, when you're shooting threes, uh, you're never getting the free throw line. Mm-hmm. You know, three-pointers, uh, not often do you get fouled there. But uh, uh, Mike Krzyzewski is one of the best. And the great thing is we got to, you know, this team will be together next year. And, uh, you know, the following year. And it'll be the same players. And, you know, I already mentioned this. We didn't have uh, Kobe Bryant. I don't think uh, uh, Kobe Bryant fits with the team. There's a lot of people out there. I know there's great Kobe Bryant fans. But uh, uh, I'm not a Kobe Bryant fan because, uh, uh, you know, uh, one time I had a team, I'll never forget, that... uh, had two or three guys, wanted the ball all the time. So one day in practice, I threw five balls out. I said, I think everybody ought to get a shot at it. And that was just to get their attention. I'm sure it did get their I attention. I threw five balls out. They couldn't understand what was happening. How long ago I, was this? Oh, uh, probably in the 60s, 70s. Right. I don't know. I think I did it a couple of times. Yeah. Because every once in a while, you get one player gets to feeling pretty good about himself and don't want to play with the team, Mm -hmm. and you have problems. Right. And uh, uh, that's one of the things that I love about Billy Gillespie's teams and Doc Sadler's. Yeah. They shared the ball. You know, 
Doc and Billy both had a rule. You come down the right side, you turn it to the middle, you turn it back. I'm not answering this man's question. But anyway, you had to turn it from sideline to sideline before you thought about shooting. And, uh, you know, you take that on the road with you. Now, teams that come down and shoot on one pass, normally they get the best talent. But uh, uh, we saw that didn't work with... Uh, I didn't think we played that poorly against Greece. I just thought they played one heck of a game. They, yeah, they were tremendous. They uh, had a lot of passing and cutting that we wasn't used to. You know, most teams now in the NBA and international ball, they play from the perimeter. But most of the foreign teams, now I'm saying uh, teams like the United States, uh, most foreign teams all seem to get the ball to the middle and a lot of cut into the basket. All right, let's take our final break. When we come back, we'll give out the $50 Border Bucks card from Howdy's. More of your phone calls. Don Haskins Show continues only on News Radio KROD. News Radio KROD. Welcome back as we uh, get set to uh, put a wrap on things here live from uh, Fuddruckers on the west side of town. More of the Don Haskins Show as we continue here. And, Coach, uh, interesting day today. A lot of, uh, I think, the interesting calls. Uh, Doc Sadler mentioning that, you know, his one regret was he didn't get a chance to really talk to the players before he left. They, they didn't want him to do that until everybody returned. So uh, it almost seemed like he, he felt as if he had some unfinished business here at UTEP that he wasn't able to kind of wrap up and take care of. Well, he took care, you know, he, he got the job. Then all of a sudden he had to start worrying about players coming back. And I think he was in Australia something like a week to ten days. Mm -hmm. And he didn't have a chance, I'm sure, that he talked to each player individually on the right. phone. Because I know, as I've said before, there was one one to go, and he told him he couldn't. He wouldn't take him because he needs to stay here. And uh, uh, I, I, like, I like that very much. Well, right now I look at the uh, situation he has, and I look at the situation Tony Barbie has. And again, as we've mentioned, Barbie has been able to keep everybody here, which is very interesting. Well, I'll tell you what. If Tony Barbie come in your house recruiting your son, yeah, you'd get interested. I think because so, he too. starts talking education first, athletics second. Mm -hmm. uh, he is a dy dynamic speaker, and uh, uh, I'd love to hear him sometime at a some kind of banquet because uh, he is tr he's a tremendous talker. In the meantime, uh, let's talk about some other interesting news as we uh, head on down to uh, the game this weekend and uh, a busy weekend uh, for UTEP. Uh, number one, let's, uh, we haven't really had a chance to talk about Tiger Woods. Five <laughs> in a row for Tiger right now after he just won the Deutsch Championship yesterday. And uh, it, I, when this guy is on, is there anybody better that you've ever seen in golf? No, no, not even Jack Nicklaus. And, you know, when Jack was winning all these tournaments, I don't think the competition, I think there was four or five guys that there could beat you, but yeah. uh, at this day and time, there's a hundred. It's amazing. And uh, I thought it was very interesting. You know, I, I hear, I think, uh, I think yesterday uh, you had a couple of people on that said, uh, uh, wasn't there a player from many tours, something said he didn't like Tiger? Um, we weren't on yesterday, so it might have been one of the national shows uh, you heard that. Okay. That's possible. 
I heard another talk show. Yeah. But they probably You're said that. You're not the only one, I guess. I, it's so. amazing. I actually listened no. to more than one. That's pretty good. But hey, in, in, anyway, let yes. me let me say this right quick. My uh, my son Steve. I asked him one time what he thought of Tiger. Yeah. You know, Steve's on the nationwide tour, and he said Tiger Woods has caused the purses to go up considerably. Yes. And he loved Tiger. For I what think he did I think everybody loves Tiger for right. that. All right. In the meantime, my thanks to everybody uh, for joining us on the show. Congratulations to Vince on a mobile. His Hawaii question about the referee will win him that $50 Board of Bucks card from Howdy's. For Coach, I'm Steve. So long from Fuddruckers.